Good morning, everybody. How are y'all doing today? Gosh, it is so exciting to be gathered with y'all in the house of the Lord this morning to get to worship together as one body in Christ. Uh, If you are new with us this morning, or maybe uh, have been taking a hiatus over the summer, or just have been very busy, uh, I want to welcome you this morning. We are so glad that you guys are here. My name is Connor Peters. I am the student and family ministry director here, uh, which pretty much means that I get the privilege of hanging out with the coolest middle and high schoolers, middle and high school students uh, in all of Sarasota and Venice and some Bradington and Lakewood Ranch. So exciting stuff. But yes, I have some wonderful announcements that I want to share with you all uh, this morning. Uh, first off, with, uh, with some transition going on, uh, we have two different pastors who are going to be making pastoral calls. That is Melvin Christian and Stuart uh, Broberg. So both of them will be available as a resource um, and will be doing pastoral calls uh, during this time of, of transition to make sure that there are still um, people available to pray with you and to visit with you. Um, unfortunately, the, uh, the nursing homes and the hospitals are starting to keep us out a little bit um, due to COVID. So if there's somebody that uh, you know that uh, would like a phone call or, uh, or a visit over the phone, please make sure to let us know so that we can um, still be staying connected with all of them. Uh, there have been some slight adjustments to our fall kickoff this year, just with everything kind of spiking back up. Um, we are moving everything out of the Palm Center and into the courtyard. So you will actually grab a goodie bag that has a bunch of information. It'll have a super cool coffee cup and some other great things. You will grab that as you exit from service next week. And then there will be several tables that are set up for different ministry areas. I know um, Carol and I will have a ministry family table, a family ministry table, and, uh, and so forth. So that will be in our courtyard instead of being in the Palm Center. So just a slight update with that. Uh, We do still have trivia night coming up next Monday night that will be in the Palm Center. It is free. It is from 530 to 8. Um, It should be a lot of fun. I know that we have some trivia masters here within our our group of of our congregation here, so uh, it should be a whole lot of fun, and it should be pretty great. Our students were practicing for next Monday night this morning, um, and uh, it has just been great. Unfortunately, choir rehearsals are being postponed about a month. Uh, they have been postponed now until August 25th. Um, so instead of, instead of starting this week, oh, excuse me, I'm sorry, will not, I misread that, will not begin on August 25th because that's next week. <laughs> will not begin on August 25th. They will be postponed and will be starting towards the end of September now. Uh, we are resuming with Wednesday Night Life, which we're super excited about. That will be beginning September First, the amazing life-changing word of the Bible. It's going to be at 6.30 right here in the Campus Center. It's going to be led uh, by Pastor Steve, by Dr. McConnell. And you are welcome to join us in person. You are welcome to watch it live on any of our streaming services, on our Facebook, on our website, on our, our YouTube channel. You can watch on any of those, and they will be recorded and will still be available at a later date. So if you want to watch it on your way to work on Thursday morning, or as you're waiting in the parent pickup line on Friday afternoon, those are perfect times to go ahead and watch that. You are still, um, you'll still have access to those throughout the week. Um, at this time, we will not be serving dinner as part of that uh, gathering just for the time being with, with everything uh, and the, the way that it is with COVID. Uh, I would like to invite up to go ahead and um, share a few words this morning.
has been serving in Turkey for over 18 years. She partners in, excuse me, she partners with a local Turkish church and works with university students. Thank you so much for all the ministry that you are doing. Uh, Before we go ahead and get started with worship, I got permission from Pastor Lori to do something different today, right? This is my first day sharing announcements. I figured go big or go home. Uh, I promise you that there is somebody in this room that you have not met yet and that you do not know. So during our greeting time this morning, instead of just greeting the people next to you, we encourage you, we're going to take two, three minutes, we'll give you a little extra time, we want you to find somebody in this room that you do not know, greet them, you don't have to shake their hand because we know that we're still in a season of COVID, but we are one body united in Christ, we are one community, so we should be caring for one another and taking time to get to know one another. So go ahead and we want you to greet somebody that you do not know, share your name, and then we want you to share one thing that you are great grateful for and that you give thanks for this week. Extra points if it is somebody of a different age, if it is a student with somebody who's retired, parents with other parents. Yeah. 
earth is shaking, the mountains shouting, it's all for you. The waves are crashing, the sun is raging, it's all for you. Universes spinning and singing, it's all for you.
joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. In the darkness I dance, in the shadows I sing. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Yeah, the joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord is my strength. In the darkness I'll dance, in the shadows I sing. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Dissolve 
that God is forever ours, but more importantly, that we are forever God's. We're at the time in our service where uh, we would just like to mention our, uh, the different ways that we can be giving this morning. They're up on the screen. There's several different ways. Uh, the most convenient is probably just going to be on our website. And if you call uh, Church of the Palms your home, your community, um, then this information is for you. If you're visiting with us this morning, um, then please just enjoy uh, the service and be filled this morning. Uh, but we are at such a wonderful time in our service. I want to invite our mic runners up. Uh, we get to share our praises and we get to give praise and thanks for all the incredible things going on in our lives and celebrate as a community of believers in Christ. And we also get to lift those things that are heavy on our heart this morning so that we are just reminded that we are not alone in our trials that we face while we're here on earth. So go ahead and introduce yourself. Uh, hi, I'm Sophie Buckmeyer and I'm a sophomore at Venice High School. Uh, good morning, I'm Brock Hudson and I'm a sophomore at Carl Mini High School. Great, thank you. And just to mention, as we're sharing our prayer requests um, and our praises, it is helpful if we hold the mic directly to our chin so that it's nice and close um, so we can hear you well. Does anybody have anything that they want to give praise for, that they want to celebrate this morning, um, that we just want to give thanks for and lift up as a community of believers? Yes. Thank you, Brock. Uh, there's a lot of families that just dropped university students off for their freshman year, so we're thankful for that, and uh, we come home as empty nesters, so I think we're thankful for that, too. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Praises for all of our students who are now officially moved in, and also prayers that, um, that they have a wonderful, safe first semester. Uh, any other praises that we want to give thanks for? Anything else that we want to celebrate? Yes. We're making Brock run this morning. I'm so grateful for the way we got to meet each other today that I got to have a wonderful conversation with Dennis and Mary, who I had never known before. So thank you for that opportunity. Yes, praise God for meeting new friends this morning. This is the place to do it. <laughs> Any other praises we want to give thanks for? All right. Um, are those, now I'd love to go into the, the time in our service where now we lift up those things that are heavy on our heart this morning. Uh, and if we can corporately respond as a congregation, Lord, hear our prayers. Uh, who has a prayer request that they would like to lift up this morning? Good morning. I'm from central New York, and I came down to actually watch one of my son's dogs. Okay. My other son is down here, and um, I was supposed to go home on Friday. However, my other son just uh, was diagnosed with COVID, and so I'm staying for the weekend, and I just pray to God that he is going to be okay, and um, as a mother, you just never stop worrying about your children. Mm -hmm. So I have four sons, 
Two of them are here and two are elsewhere. And um, I just would like you all to lift them all up and please pray for them. Yeah. What is, um, what is your son's name? Jordan. Jordan. Okay. For Jordan and for Chris and for all those who are also battling with COVID, we pray together. Lord, hear our prayers. Thank you. Thank you. Are there other prayer requests this morning? Brock, one in the back. I'd like to pray for all those who are grieving that they find peace. Yes, for those who are grieving, for those who have lost loved ones and those close to them, both friends and family, uh, may you be reminded this morning that we worship the God who provides peace and healing. Lord, hear our prayers. Are there others? Hi, I was asked by a, another parishioner to please pray for her nephews had a debilitating stroke at a very young age and had to go through surgery. And it's probably not going to have a real great outcome. And his name is Wayne. So she asked me to ask for prayers for Wayne. Yes, prayers for Wayne and his surgery and his recovering amidst the stroke. Lord, hear our prayers. Uh, I think we should pray for all the Americans and Afghans trying to safely leave Afghanistan. Yes, we, we pray for a safe escape for those who are in Afghanistan and just that terrible situation in general and all the different moving parts in that that is so difficult and we can't begin to imagine, but we, we pray that God's activity be known in that space and that safety be provided. Lord, hear our prayers. Let us, let us pray together this morning. God, we come to you first just giving thanks, Lord. God, you are a God that is active in our lives, a God that speaks to us through the Holy Spirit, a God that leads us by example with Christ. Lord, there are so many things that we have to give thanks and praise for, and we do that this morning. We give thanks and praise for birthdays, for our children heading off to college, and for so many other things in our life that have just become a norm to us and even go unnoticed, Lord. But God, we also come to you this morning with heavy hearts. God, we are a congregation that experiences pain, that experiences grief, that experiences suffering, that experiences loss and sickness and hurt, Lord. And we know that you felt all of these things through Jesus Christ, God, but sometimes we don't feel like you are with us. God, may we be reminded this morning that you are with us, that you are a God that does provide us peace and comfort and healing and strength in our most difficult times, and in these situations abroad that we cannot speak to you directly, Lord, may you be present in those spaces. God, may your presence be known within this community here in Sarasota and afar. May your work be done in the situation in Afghanistan when we don't even begin to know what to pray for in that complicated space, God. 
God, we lift up all of those things that are heavy on our hearts this morning, both spoken and unspoken. We turn them over to you, God. May we be reminded this morning that there is nothing in this world that we have to handle alone because we are part of the body of Christ and we find our strength in you. In Jesus' holy name, we all pray. Amen. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Connor. So we are at the final stained glass window of the chapel series, Windows on the Word. Again, we are going to see that vertical connection to God, which always leads to a horizontal connection to others. We have one last week with our memory verse. Have you all been working on it? Acts so, oh, now you're going to get cheated. Acts 17, 27, grope for God and you will find him, though indeed he is not far from each of us. For in him we live and move and have our being. The sermon title for, oh no, last week, sorry Bill, last week we put our feet in the sandals of the woman who has been hemorrhaging for 12 years. As an outsider, as someone on the fringe, we explored how groping for God may include having the courage to be vulnerable enough to reach out for help. The sermon title for today is, Won't You Be My Neighbor? And we get to take a look at the stranger over there. This window, as you can see, depicts the baptism of the strange man known as the Ethiopian eunuch. You can see his chariot in the background as he was a high-ranking official um, for the queen's court. A deacon named Philip is baptizing him after Philip expounded on a section of scripture in Isaiah and then shared the good news of Jesus. The symbol in the upper window is the scallop shell of baptism pouring water down on the fish, the traditional symbol of a Christian. The scripture passage comes from Acts of the Apostles, and as you know, the book of Acts is the sequel to the Gospel of Luke and has the same author. In Acts, Luke tells us how the story of the church is connected to the story of Jesus Christ. Acts begins after Jesus was raised from the dead. Jesus appeared to the disciples for 40 days ordering them to stay in Jerusalem to wait for the Holy Spirit. Just before Jesus ascended into heaven, Jesus said, You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. I'd like to invite Dale to come up and read our scripture passage for us. It comes from Acts 8, verses 26 through 40. My name is Dale Morris, and I'm a senior at Riverview High School. Hear the word of God. Then an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Get up and go toward the south to the road that goes down from Jer Jerusalem to Gaza. This is a wilderness road. So he got up and went. Now there was an Ethiopian eunuch, a court official of the Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, in charge of her entire treasury. He had come to Jerusalem to worship and was returning home, seated in his chariot. He was reading the prophet Isaiah. Then the spirit said to Philip, go over to this chariot and join it. 
So Philip ran up to it and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah. Philip asked, Do you understand what you are reading? The eunuch replied, How can I, unless someone guides me? And he invited Philip to get in and sit beside him. Now the passage of the scripture he was reading was this. Like a sheep, he was led to the slaughter, and like a lamb, silent before its shearer, so he does not open his mouth. In his humiliation, justice was denied him. Who can describe his generation? For his life is taken away from the earth. The eunuch asked Philip, About whom, may I ask you, does the prophet say this, about himself or about someone else? Then Philip began to speak, and starting with the scripture, he proclaimed to him the good news about Jesus. As they were going along the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, Look, here is water. What is to prevent me from being baptized? He commanded the chariot to stop. And both of them, Philip and the eunuch, went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away. The eunuch saw him no more, and went on his way rejoicing. But Philip found himself at Azotus, and as he was passing through the region, he proclaimed the good news to all the towns until he came to Caesarea. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thanks, Dale. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and meditation of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. With privilege, we choose our neighborhood carefully, don't we? We want to live in safe places, in good school districts, ideally among like-minded people, people who would make good neighbors. We used to dream of a white picket fence, but in moving to Florida 24 years ago, that dream gave way to a gated community. Have you ever seen so many gated communities? I have been living in the same gated community, the same house, since 1997. Neighbors have come and gone, but I haven't known many of them very well, even though we live literally within walking distance of each other. Before moving to Florida, all of the activity happened in the front of the house. Kids playing in the front yard, riding big wheels up and down on the sidewalks, and adults lingering in their conversations. This led to a lot of picnics and potluck garage parties. Maybe it's chaotic schedules or just the times that we live in, but our neighbors tend to drive into their garage and close the door. I'm guilty of this too, so we just don't know our neighbors that well. Well, all this changed when we got a dog, especially a dog who runs away whenever he has the slightest opportunity. Malachi, our rescued husky, has loads of energy, and he needs exercise. So thanks to him, for the last seven years during our walks, we have been out in the neighborhood meeting and chatting regularly with actual neighbors. Now when we go to a dog park or the dog beach and Malachi is off-leash, he chooses strangers for us to meet. We meet people from all kinds of backgrounds and occupy all sorts of categories, like young and old, white, brown and black, rich and not. 
Something lovely happens when we meet fellow dog parents. With our defenses down, we are invited to warmly engage with bona fide strangers. And for that reason alone, I wonder if God would like to add dogs to the spiritual toolbox. Then a dog could be chosen and dropped into our lives just like a spiritual gift, because we don't tend to listen and obey quite as well as Philip. In our scripture passage today, an angel of the Lord told Philip to go to a road out in the wilderness. Now, this is not a particularly safe place to go. Remember, it was on a wilderness road where the good Samaritan rescued the man who was beaten and left for dead. Even so, Philip didn't argue with the Holy Spirit, didn't question the Holy Spirit. In fact, verse 27 said, so he got up and went, just like that. Luke doesn't tell us how long Philip is on the road, but at some point, a strange stranger scoots by in his chariot. Now, there are some odd things to note that the original listening community would have understood, but those of us in the 21st century may need a little guidance. For example, the term Ethiopian in the Greco-Roman world usually meant black skin. We are told that this Ethiopian is a court official in charge of the queen's entire treasury, which means he is a man of power and wealth. Most eunuchs at this time had their sexual status altered. According to Deuteronomy 23.1, since he was only half a man, he was legally excluded from the temple. This man in the chariot is the poster child of the outsider for these Jewish people who are now Christ followers. And yet, he was still pursuing God. He was on his way back from Jerusalem where he had gone to worship God. And now he was even reading the scriptures. One glance in his direction and we can see how strange he is. Tell me. Would you strike up a conversation with this eunuch? I'm ashamed to say, I don't think I would. I pondered that quite a bit this week, wondering what I was missing or what I needed to develop in order to be more open to the stranger. Part of the answer came for me as I watched an episode of Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso is probably one of my favorite shows. It's on Apple TV. It's the story of an American football coach who is hired as a soccer coach in England, which, of course, they call football. Ted knows nothing about that game, but he knows about people. If you can get past the colorful language, you might enjoy the storyline, the humor, and the emotions that you get to feel in each 30-minute episode. One of the things I like best is that Ted Lasso is hopelessly optimistic, and he acts as if everyone is worthy of his time, kindness, and respect, especially those who don't seem to deserve it. In a recent episode, Ted reflected on a time back in school where everyone disregarded him or bullied him or just overlooked him. You could hear the pain lingering in his voice. And then he said, those people who dismissed me lacked one thing, curiosity. Although curiosity has a bad rap with cats, 
Studies have shown that curiosity might be a social glue that strengthens our relationships. Imagine a posture of healthy curiosity when you meet someone who looks different or acts different from you. Someone who is on the outside of your social circle. When curious, our body language changes. Our faces soften. We ask better questions. We stay more attentive. Perhaps curiosity can even help us to step out of our comfort zone a bit, like when the Holy Spirit prompts you to go over there and talk to a stranger. I don't know if Philip was curious, but he continued to be a good listener, in tune with the Spirit and an obedient follower of Jesus. Philip jogged right up to that chariot and hopped in right next to the stranger. I read how a rookie news reporter was seeking guidance from a seasoned veteran as she began her career. The advice was simple. Even if your assignment is a high school graduation ceremony or a routine trial, find the most interesting person to sit with. With the help of the Holy Spirit, Philip did just that. Bumping along in the chariot, they chatted about this passage from Isaiah. After Philip proclaimed the good news about Jesus, the unnamed eunuch posed the question that I'm afraid many of us might answer wrong. Seeing some water, the eunuch boldly asks, what is to prevent me from being baptized? What is to prevent you from being baptized into our family? Oh, that list is long. You are not a Jew. You have no instruction in the faith. Your sexual status is all wrong. You can't even worship in the temple for Pete's sake. You are a different race, a different nationality. You are from Ethiopia, the ends of the earth. In tune with the Spirit, we know that Philip answered correctly. Philip baptized this strange outsider. He followed the command of Jesus. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, in Samaria, and yes, even to the ends of the earth. Baptism is the sign and the seal of belonging. The eunuch is one of us now, part of God's family. It's like being a student at the all-boys Gilman High School in Maryland. You may remember how the successful football coach has some ironclad rules, such as no Gilman football player should ever let another Gilman boy, teammate or not, eat lunch alone. The coach got up on his soapbox and he said, the rest of the world will always try to separate you. That's almost a law of nature. going to happen no matter what, Right? The rest of the world will want to separate you by race, by socioeconomic status, by education level, by religion, by neighborhood, by what kind of car you drive, by what kind of clothes you wear, by athletic ability. You name it, you're always going to have people who want to separate you by that stuff. Well, if you let it happen now, then you'll let it happen later. Don't let it happen if you're one of us, you won't walk around putting people in boxes. Not now, not ever. Because every single one of them has something to offer. Every single one of them is special. 
So if you happen to see another boy off by himself, go sit with him. Or bring him over to sit with you and your friends. I don't care if you know him or not. I don't care if he's the best athlete in school or if he's the so-called nerd with his head always down in the books. You go get him and you make him feel wanted. You make him feel special. Doesn't that just sound like something Jesus would say? Oh my gosh. Inclusion is not a favor that we do for someone else. It's embracing the fact that everyone has value. Everyone. And it's not our job to decide who's in and who's out. Our job is to listen to the Spirit. Maybe our job is to get a dog or perhaps to cultivate some curiosity. But most importantly, our job is to obey the Spirit's prompting and to know, and to know that God's Spirit always leads towards inclusion and more love. I was thinking about Mr. Rogers' neighborhood this past week, as I knew this Ethiopian eunuch might stretch our concept of neighbor. Fred Rogers exhibited radical kindness, acceptance, and empathy, which made people young and old feel safe, cared for, and valued. I was looking at his theme song, and I want to read a few lines of it to you. As I do, imagine that it is God who is singing this song to you and to everyone. And then imagine that you have the courage to say these words to everyone as well. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, a beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? I've always wanted to have a neighbor just like you. I've always wanted to live in a neighborhood with you. So let's make the most of this beautiful day. Since we're together, we might as well say, would you be mine? Could you be mine? Won't you be my neighbor? Let's pray. Oh, outreaching, barrier-breaking, expansive, Holy Spirit of the living, resurrected God, shake us up and move us out from the cozy confines of this congregation so that we might enjoy being a part of your gospel. Nothing holds you back, evangelistic spirit. No people anywhere on the globe are held back from your loving embrace. Bring to our limited minds awareness of all those who may, because of our timidity and reserve, think that the message of Jesus Christ is not a message addressed to them. Then help us to become engaged with you in your mission to the end of the earth so that your will is done in heaven and to the end of the earth, all done in your name so that the world may know the good news you are included. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. To see you high lifted up. Shining in the light of your glory. Pour out your power and love. We sing holy, holy, holy. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. You sing. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you, see you high and lifted up, shining in the light of your glory, pour out your power and love, as we sing holy, holy, holy. as we engage with and soften toward the stranger. May the beauty of God be reflected in your eyes, the love of God reflected in your hands, the wisdom of God reflected in your words, and the knowledge of God flow through your hearts so that all might see and believe. And all God's children said, Amen. Amen.